great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot to get to this morning, so let's go right ahead and do it. Folks, you can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV, at Dominic TV. And, of course, you can give us a call, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. A 65-year-old Queens man says enough is enough is enough. Killing an alleged robber who approached him with a sharp object. The dead man's family is not blaming the shooter. But the 65-year-old shooter was taken into custody for questioning following the deadly encounter, and it looks like he's going to be charged with criminal possession of a weapon and criminal possession of a firearm. I hate to see him charge for the gun, but charge him for the weapon, not for murder. Enough is enough. And unfortunately, these things are going to pop up around New York if pandering politicians don't deal with crime, don't crack down on crime. So another thing I want to get to this morning, the topic that that uh, I ran out of time uh, during this week because we've been so preoccupied with uh, other things, happens to be Trump DeSantis. Trump DeSantis. So we know Christie, Pence, and a number a number of other candidates are entering the race and uh, are looking at running. But here's the best way I can describe this. Here's the best way I can put two and two together on this. DeSantis Trump, because really that's what it comes down to, is like a major league baseball team. Let's say the New York Yankees. Trump is the Yankees, and DeSantis is the double-A affiliate hoping and praying to get the call to the big time. And right now, that call is not going to come. He will close the gap in the polls, but he won't beat Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. One thing I do give him credit for, uh, he's got to close the gap in the polls, and DeSantis is out the gate not pulling any punches against Trump, a man that practically made him the governor of Florida. And so if you're former President Trump, you can understand how Trump is upset, upset that DeSantis is not showing that that he is loyal. Well, the latest feud, DeSantis tore into Trump Thursday over the former president's habit of name-calling, stating the trait was one of the reasons he's not in the White House now. Trump, of course, was on the Fox News channel tonight mocking DeSantis, the claim uh, that DeSantis uh, claims he needs eight years. Trump says the right number is more accurately six months. And so on the name-calling, on the name-calling, And Governor DeSantis, here's some free advice. You may not like it. Jeb Bush didn't like it. A number of Republicans didn't like it. As a matter of fact, 15 other Republican presidential candidates didn't like it. But guess what? It's quite effective 
for Mr. Trump, and it resonates with the general public. And so uh, DeSantis says that it's so petty, I think it's so juvenile, I don't think that's what voters want. And he made this comment. We're going to let you hear it so you hear the entire thing. He made this comment to New Hampshire radio host Jack Heath on his uh on his radio show in New Hampshire and he this is DeSantis responding to Trump with the name calling and making up the names for other candidates. I think it's so petty. I think it's so juvenile. I don't think that's what voters want. And honestly, I think that that his conduct, uh, which he's been doing for years now, uh, I think that's one of the reasons he's not in the White House now, because I think he alienated too many voters uh, for things that really don't matter. So I don't get in the gutter on any of that. Now, look, we do have substantive differences, and um, I think President Trump did a lot of great things, and I still give him credit for, for the great things he did. But He's attacking me on policy where we have a disagreement, and I'm the one that's in the right on this. For example, he's saying Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York handled COVID better than Florida did under my leadership. And yet people fled Cuomo's lockdowns Mm -hmm. to come to Florida by the tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands. Florida boomed as a result of being one of the nation's foremost freedom zones. We fought. Trump's own administration to make sure our kids could be in school and our businesses could be open. And so he's attacking me, siding with Andrew Cuomo um, in New York over me. Uh, I think that's a huge mistake. He's also attacked me uh, for opposing um, an immigration amnesty bill that he tried to push through when he was in Congress. And that's true. It was a two million amnesty for illegal aliens. Uh, I oppose that because I was holding upholding America first principles. He ran in 2016 saying that he would oppose amnesty for illegal aliens. And then he came in in 2018 and he tried to ram it through. And so Governor DeSantis on New Hampshire uh, radio show. And of course, uh, former President Trump on Hannity uh, stating that he wouldn't vote when asked for DeSantis for stating that it takes eight years to fix the border. Let me just say, so I heard DeSantis saying, oh, well, I get eight years, I get eight years, he gets four. You don't need four and you don't need eight. You need six months. Within six months, I said, within six months, this can be done. Other than, other than, you don't need eight years. And frankly, I wouldn't vote for him because he said, you need eight years, you need six months. And so let the games begin. Uh, we're still early on in this race. And uh, DeSantis and Trump, and uh, if you're one of the other candidates, these two are going to take all the oxygen out of the room. For the other candidates, it's a play to be number two on the ticket. And, uh, you know, depending on how nasty this gets, I well, frankly, I don't see Trump putting DeSantis on his ticket. Trump views uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, as disloyal and it's just not going to happen. So we're dealing with Trump and DeSantis on the Republican side and a 65-year-old man stating, stating enough is enough, killing an alleged robber who approached him with a uh, sharp object. And the 65-year-old man shot the 32-year-old man four or five times in the chest at 123-2082nd Avenue. Uh, this happened around... 2 a.m., and the 65-year-old man told police the alleged robber approached him in his video as well with a sharp object demanding money and cigarettes. I say, and I don't even want to see him charged for for the gun, but but he, it appears he's going to be charged for having the uh, the gun. Charge him for that, but not not for murder, manslaughter, anything like that. And of course, all this comes as. We have looming over all of this, the situation with the homeless man and the Marine uh, who who came to the aid of all the people on that subway. And uh, that situation is ongoing. And, of course, he's been charged uh, with manslaughter, and he should not have been charged. And no jury in America will convict this man. Let's go to the uh, telephone calls. We're taking your calls now, starting 800 848 WABC 800-848-9222.
Let's begin with Stuart in Queens. Good morning, Stuart. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, Dominic. I'm going to say for several reasons that Ron DeSantis does not owe any loyalty to Donald Trump, and it's an outrage that Donald Trump is asking for loyalty. No American president should be asking for loyalty. It's the other way around. He gives loyalty to the country, loyalty to the voters. Wait, 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 but but, but Stuart, Stuart, with all due respect, my friend, that's a bit naive. You don't get, you you don't, you don't, you don't. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley is his former employee. Donald Trump encouraged his former employee, U.N. ambassador. She got all of her foreign policy credentials under him. And last February, he told Nikki Haley, I encourage you to run. And if anyone owes loyalty, she owes loyalty to him. And she said, I he said, I encourage you to run. This is a bogus accusation against Ron DeSantis. Okay, wait, 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 Stuart, you don't have to talk over me, okay? Let, let's be cordial to each other, number one. Number two, uh, why do you think incumbent presidents are not challenged within their own party when they run for re-election? He's not, incumbent. He's not incumbent. Wait, 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 wait. Can you please answer my question? Why do you think incumbent presidents are not challenged when they run for re-election? Because the party... The part, it's not about loyalty. The party wants to continue with the person who's been there for four years. It's not about loyalty. Ron DeSantis okay. is not a lifetime indentured servant. Okay, okay, uh, okay. wait, 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 wait. Stuart, 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 please, for the second time now, calm down. When DeSantis was running for governor, is it true or not that Donald Trump gave him a lifeline? He was losing the primary for, for governor, correct. Trump correct. endorses him. And, correct and, and, 20, okay, correct. okay. so Stuart, correct. maybe I should just let you talk and I'll shut up because you won't let me get a word in. So if Trump, if, if, if DeSantis would not have had a political career without Donald Trump, how could you say with a straight face that he doesn't owe Trump some loyalty? In 2022, he, instead of... He was elected in 2018 by half a percentage point, 30,000 votes with Trump's endorsement. In 2022, with only Trump's okay. insults okay. Stuart, and Stuart, wait, wait, Stuart, 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 would the re-election campaign have happened if he wasn't initially elected? Slavery was abolished. Okay, Stuart. So, 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 Stuart. So, no matter how many times I make reason to you, you're Look, just, you're just not going to buy it. Something you're not going to like. I'm going to say something you're not going to like. When you have your promo every evening and your show comes on and we hear about Eric Adams saying, you know, I've known you for 40 years. You also have Donald Trump saying you should be on the national show. You owe him. I understand. I, whoa, you whoa, to whoa, 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 Stuart. Listen to me. Let me be clear. I don't owe any politician a damn thing. Anything I say, Stuart, 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 if I can be frank with you, they all praise me, Democrat and Republican. I don't owe a single politician a damn thing. I don't know where you're conjuring this up. In, wait, no, no Stuart, no. I listen to you. Stuart, no, Stuart, 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 I listen to you. Okay, so Stuart. Now, notice I haven't cut you off. I'm giving you your say. Thank you. But, but, Stuart, but you're not making sense, friend, with all due respect. You're not. You're not. You're not. To say, wait, 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 To say that because Trump praised me in a promo that I owe him something? Are you serious? I think you do. Do you know, Stuart, do you know anything, Stuart? Stuart, do you know anything about my career for the last 40 years? Most politicians, Dominic, to be frank Dominic, with you, me, are feared. Me, most up. politicians, Stuart, wait, let me just up. say this. Okay, let me just say this. Most politicians are feared in terms of going one-on-one with me because they know that I am the newsmaker. And I'm not saying that bragging. I am telling you because I am very good at getting politicians to say what they don't want to say. I don't owe Trump. I don't owe Biden. I don't owe well, a single politician. Like no, 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 no. Because I'm stating something. All right, Stuart, I've, I've done enough of this. Thank you for the call. Because I'm stating something 
that you don't like. Just like last night, Larry called up and and took 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 uh, umbrage uh, with with something I said, and 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 I thought about it on my way home. Now, if it was something that I said that he agrees with, then it would have been a okay. It would have been fantastic. But because I was taking a position that he does not agree with, it doesn't make sense. Well, the truth is, folks, I've been doing this for 40 years. And I'm not saying this bragging, but I am considered one of the best in terms of what what I do. I've been on the cover of the New York Times TV Guide, praised as one of the best. I'm not just somebody behind a microphone doing a talk show, talking about something that I have no idea what I'm talking about. And so because Trump said something nice about me, that means that I owe Trump. Simply because, now I agree with it, with a lot of uh, Trump policies just tonight before leaving here to come, come to work. So we're interested in selling our home. And, and my wife, who was a lifelong Democrat, I'm a Republican, and she was like, well, you're right. We got to sit out Biden. We got to hope that a Republican wins so that the market will return to what it was under Trump and so that our stock value returns to what it was under Trump. Now, that doesn't mean that I owe Trump something because I'm acknowledging the truth. If if the, the man, if the man did good as president of the United States, I'm going to tell you, if Biden did good, I would tell you. Let's continue. Let's go to uh, John in Nevada. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. John, are you with me? Okay, John is not there. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. I don't understand why this uh, licensed permit holder was charged with gun charges. Well, you're referring to the 65-year-old, the uh, the Queens man. I, I have yes. to be I have to be honest with you, Robert. I don't have all the full details. I don't have all the full details, and I don't like commenting uh, specifically on something unless I know. So I'll be able to answer that question directly for you on uh, Monday. What my assumption is, key word, assumption, is that mm-hmm. the Queens DA, uh, Melinda Katz, uh, was looking for something. She's looking to save face. She needed something to charge this man with. And there's no way you can charge him with murder when it's on video that the guy uh, is approaching him with a sharp object. The uh, the the man's family is uh, stating that, that he was mentally disturbed and that his intended victim should not be uh, blamed for defending himself. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. But again, Robert, and I, I'm interested in your two cents on this. But it's all okay. it's all in the it's all in the um, the shadow of what happened with the Marine who should not have been criminally charged, and the homeless man that was acting erratically in that case. What's your take on uh, this one, Robert? Yeah, I agree with you. My first reaction really was that what you had said. She's trying to save face. Melinda Katz is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also makes me wonder, because in the video, he lunges at him. I mean, he was determined to stab him. <laughs> right. It looks, it looks like it. Right. Now, it, it, now you, say, you say that the man had a permit. Yes. A valid permit. It was a valid, that he did. Okay. And was it was it a major paper that reported this or or some other W-A-B-C. outlet? WABC. Okay. W-A-B-C. Okay. All right. Well, then that means that that he had an, a, a permit. But I have to I have to do some background checking uh, into the case, and uh, we will see. What do you believe, Robert? Before I move on, what do you believe should happen in this case? You know, I'm not sure, but it it makes me kind of wonder. Um, is this going to happen to an off-duty police officer too? Hmm. Well, a police officer is different. Um, that's not taking the law into um, into his or her own hands. So it, it's going to be interesting, Robert. I I thank you for the call. 
Let's go from Suffolk County to Yonkers. Let's say good morning to Al. Good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Good morning to you, Dominic. I just want to touch quickly on the two topics you're covering, if that's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, the first one is with the uh, the 65-year-old guy. Uh, you know, as you know, they brought him in for questioning because that's part of the process. But if they do charge him with a gun charge, that's like reminiscent of what happened with Bernie Getz back in 1984. Uh, he got charged with the uh, gun charge, and, of course, he was sued civilly. At the time, he had the best defense attorney uh, in the 80s, Barry Slotnick, the criminal attorney. And my second point is but, with but Donald wait, wait, Trump. Wait, 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 but, but, but it's a lot different than, than uh, Getz. He did have Slotnick as an attorney, uh, and Slotnick at the time was considered one of the best lawyers in New York. What's different yes. is that back then gun laws were considered much more serious, much more serious. And oh. and what, what you didn't mention is that Getz had to do prison time on Rikers Island. So he yeah, ended up going to jail. Now, yeah, now, he got now, sued civilly. Right. Now it's a, it's a lot different. And so we'll, we'll see what the people, in terms of the district attorney, if he is charged, what the district attorney, how aggressive she may be in going after him. But you said you wanted to make a second point. Yes, I, I do. With Donald Trump and uh, DeSantis, I like both of them. I like President Trump. Uh, I would just say, you know, the campaign is way too early. I mean, in August, they're going to uh, debate out in the Ronald Reagan presidential library. And until then, they'll all be spending time in Iowa. They'll be raising money. So it's much too early. But the thing is, I'll always call, you know, something. I thought that President Trump uh, saying that DeSantis did a worse job than COVID than uh, Andrew Cuomo was a misstatement. I don't agree with that. I mean, I don't think most people agree that uh, DeSantis did a worse job with the COVID uh, pandemic than uh, Andrew Cuomo, especially when Andrew Cuomo got so much criticism with the nursing home uh, scenario, I mean, situation. Right, but I think I think Trump making that comment was playing more to a national audience, certainly not New York City. Because in, in New York City, we, we all know... Uh, the image of uh, Governor Cuomo. And so I think that it was a play more to around the country. Got it. Uh, But I just want to finish, you know, but I do want to say that, you know, DeSantis did get high marks of uh, how he handled the uh, COVID situation and how so many people moved to Florida. So, you know, I just want to say we'll see what happens as we move forward. Right. We will see. Thank you for the call, Al. But But the bottom line is Trump is ahead by more than 30 points. And Al mentioned a debate. Trump has already indicated he may not debate, and you can't blame him. If you are ahead that far, why would you go somewhere where everybody's going to gang up on you with the goal of taking you out? And so if you're Trump, you you try to coast the victory, but but he's not the type to coast. He's going to respond. And so uh, knowing Mr. Trump, he may actually show up to those debates. Let's go to our friend Sherry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Sherry. It's nice to hear from you. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm well. What's on your mind? Uh, just a reference that I think that the other caller was a little confused. The 65-year-old man who shot the uh, guy who yes. tried to rob him. Yes. Okay. The firearm that he used was not licensed. That's what I thought, yeah. but I didn't want to comment fully mm. until I had the facts myself. But yeah. you were, you yeah, was a former is... police officer that just retired almost 40 years on the job. You're stating, you're telling me that it was an unlicensed gun. Right, according to the news reports, but that, that handgun wasn't licensed. He had a license for like five long guns, and they had executed a search warrant apparently, and he had a whole catch of weapons and ammo and other paraphernalia. And he apparently stated that he got the gun in, like, 1990 in a bar. He's had it ever since. And he only carried it because of what's going on as far as the crime. Right, but but that still doesn't excuse, in the eyes of the law, uh, him using the weapon if it's illegal. In in terms of uh, law enforcement, how do you see this playing out? I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, and and the guy who tried to save him supposedly had a knife, and a knife could be used. You could kill somebody with a with, with a pen, rather. I'm sorry, it was a pen, 
But you can kill somebody with a pen. That's why, uh, like, if we have somebody in our custody, they're not allowed to, you know, very seldom when they're writing or, or have utensils to eat with because then it can be used as a weapon of puncture. Right. So in your opinion, how should this play out? How, and then how will it play out? He probably will get charged for the, for the illegal firearm. But I didn't see the video, but according to the video, you see that he really was defending himself. And so I, I feel he shouldn't be charged. Do you agree? At least at least for murder or manslaughter or something like that. Correct. But he'll he'll get he'll he'll get charged for for the illegal possession of the firearm and the weapon the okay. weapon charge. So Sherry, before I let you go, um I've talked to you before, you're NYPD. Is the climate out there starting to change in a positive way, police? Or are we still stuck in the mess of what has been described for the last couple of years? I don't think it's changing at all. Nothing. I really don't. No. Nothing. In fact, that might even be getting a little worse because of the scrutiny from within. And so what, 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 what's the mentality? Obviously, you're not going to use any names, but you, you have been on the front line. What's the, what's the thought process of the average cop that you encountered through your career these days? They still can't wait to do their 20 and get out. Wow. Wow. And I, I was hoping that that was not what you were going to say, but... But that's the reality, correct? Yes, because it's not getting, from what I can see, and what you know, it's not getting better. Things aren't getting better. The contract helps a little bit, but it still doesn't uh, negate. Wow! That's where what goes on in publicly in climate. Well, especially you look at that, especially as you look at that commencement speech, which. Where she calls the NYPD fascists. Right. Like that's going to help anything. Exactly. And, and you know, Sherry, th- thank you for the call. Sherry in Brooklyn, retired NYPD, uh, close to a 40-year career. It's always nice to chat with you. And uh, that speaker at CUNY, the <clears throat> you never like to see a person lose their job, but that dean should be fired. Period. How do you let a young lady like that get on stage and give a commencement address? The dean should be quietly or highly public, should be fired. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your calls from the Bronx to Stanhope, New Jersey, and Brooklyn. We'll be right back. You were looking for me. Hello. You know. And we are back. Hey, Mr. Carter. <laughs> Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. We're dealing with two topics. I have compared this battle of titans between, on the Republican side, former President Donald Trump, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, as a professional baseball team. And, and I really mean this, folks. Trump is the team before the stars. Trump is the New York Yankees. DeSantis is the double-A team, hoping to get the call to the majors, hoping to one day, with a dollar and a dream, get to be under the stars and play before thousands of people every night. It's just like a baseball team, the Yankees and the double-A team. And Trump is the star of the Yankees. And we're also dealing with a 65-year-old Queens man who said enough is enough is enough and killed the alleged robber who approached him with a sharp object, opening fire, hitting him four or five times in the chest. 
The dead man's family is not blaming the shooter. The shooter, it appears, is looking at uh, an unlicensed handgun uh, charge. Uh, I say if you got to charge him, charge him with that. But but he, he should not be charged with anything else. And if these politicians don't get things in order the way they're supposed to be in terms of cracking down on crime, this is going to happen more and more and more and more. And then the district attorney is going to be embarrassed. What do you do? Do you prosecute? Do you let them go? Because now Bragg has got a hot potato in his hand in terms of you charged a U.S. Marine that just came to the aid of other people and the Marine is not going to be convicted and Bragg is going to have a high-profile, high-profile loss. As a matter of fact, now that I think about it, maybe the best thing for Bragg would be if he can't get the indictment. If a jury, grand jury, of the Marines' peers vote a no bill, then Bragg could say he put his best foot forward, but a jury of his peers decided elsewise. That's the best scenario for Alvin Bragg. He is not going to win this one. We see your telephone calls coming in, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Steve in Manhattan, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, good morning, Dominic. How are you today? I'm well. Go right ahead, please. Uh, so I just wanted to follow up when you asked Shelley about the police department coming back. Yes. Um, I just wanted to touch on that as far as with the old man, with the, sex, the man with the gun. Um, unfortunately today, you know, they had uh, the fund the police, the, the fund the police uh, movement really did damage, but it didn't work. A lot. Like I said, a lot. Had a lot of feedback. So now it's kind of like a the fund the police 2.0 is where you took the tool the tools away from the police department. You uh, made things very difficult for them. A lot of people second. Oops, Steve, you you dropped out. Maybe Steve was on a cell phone. Steve was on a roll, too. But I I like what he said, defund the police 2.0. We don't know what happened to that phone line there, but defund the police 2.0, where you're undercutting the police in other ways. And if it comes down to offending the police or these animals on the street, guess which one I'd rather offend? The animals on the street stand behind the men and women of blue that put their lives on the line each and every day to protect us. This city, cities around America, right? So, so we, we have George Floyd, horrible what happened to him, but I will continue to say George Floyd was not a boy scout. Stop treating him like a martyr. I know that doesn't fly in some communities. You know, he was, uh, he was uh, he was the uh, I don't even have the right word, but but, he, you know, he he's he's held up in such esteem. George Floyd was not someone to be held up in such esteem like that. What happened to him was horrible. But now what we're dealing with, the repercussions of George Floyd around the country in Philadelphia, you just had a, a woman win the uh, the primary and she won for mayor. And she won because she's vowing to bring back the anti-crime unit in Philadelphia, a version of it. So George Floyd dies. The American public touches the fire, right? We do something we shouldn't have done. We touch the fire and we give the criminals, we give the animals, all systems go. And boy, did they take it. And look at where we are now. As a society, right? You you get rid of the anti-crimes unit. One of the best things we ever had, and I've said this before. I'm going to go back to Steve in a second. I have said this before, right? So isn't it a good thing if the drug dealers and the criminals in New York City were afraid to carry their guns? They had their girlfriends carrying the guns or in their possession, believing that the police would be uh, less in terms of uh, checking the female as opposed to the male. So they were scared they would be caught with their guns. Why were they scared? Because the great men and women of the anti-crime unit could roll on you at any moment. 
jump out of a car looking like regular people with their badge around their neck, and now you got a problem because they caught you off guard. Instead, we say, oh, no, 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 no. We, 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 have, to, we have to get away. We have to get away from... Uh, from the anti-crime units, and and we're gonna make we're gonna bring back anti-crime, and and they're gonna wear a uniform, and it, it defeats the whole purpose. You might as well not do it. The criminals are laughing. Let's go back to Steve. Steve, we got cut off from you just now. Yeah, I apologize about that. It's okay. So going back, I said when I was saying that that's going back to the fund the police two point is what's happening now is the police departments are so limited. I mean, they're making arrests, and the guys are out beforehand. And uh, I think it was something like 80-something percent of, uh, or a little bit less maybe, percent of crimes that have declined prosecution because of the discovery law where they have to give over paperwork to the defense within 48 hours. Right. The cases aren't even finished investigated yet. They can't get the paperwork there that fast. And then this is all a ploy. Um, you get, so you're getting the people now and the citizens of the city are like, why am I going to call the police? They're not doing anything anyway. So that's coming from the back end is the 2.0 is like, well, we see we don't need the police. The people don't trust them. They created this environment. And like you, and if you remember a while back when uh, uh, Adams became mayor, he was talking, they, and they said, if you bring the anti-crime back, the city's going to burn down and people are going to get hurt. When people make comments like that, they should have been arrested for terroristic threats. The problem in the city right now is this is all their voters. Um, the hardworking people and the businesses are all moving out of New York City, um, so there is no income. So they need these voters just to keep in power. It's not about Democratic Republicans. The people in power just want to stay in power. They spend billions of dollars fighting cigarettes, billions of dollars fighting vapes, billions of dollars fighting hookah. Now everybody go ahead and smoke weed. Um, this is what they want. They've created a situation. Now you're gonna, they lowered the standards in the academy. Now you're going to get people coming in where they're not doing fully vets, vetting them out, and then you're going to have people, and you're going to read about in a year or two, of cops doing stuff illegally because they never vetted them because they got to fill the void. The police precincts in the city have never been short-staffed. they got everybody doing mandatory overtime. Um, it's not sustainable. They're moving people out of positions to move them to other areas back and forth, which just is like smoke and mirrors. Right. At the end of the day, is it's, 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 we're in a situation right now that it's going to be very hard to come back. Stop and frisk really worked. Really the worked. Is, is you, had su- you had supervisors who were getting pressure from above, and they told somebody, yeah, you need a day off for your son's christening. you got to give me five. So people stop people. Instead of tweaking it with better supervision and better, su- and, and better statistics of watching what's going on, they did away with it because it was a tool that worked, and it was hurting them with their voters. And well, that's the same thing now with the gentleman with the gun. You know what? They don't want legal gun holders because the person who's carrying the gun is usually who's doing the paperwork the right way and filing for the paperwork is most probably not voting for them. And so now, if you're getting robbed by a bad guy who could get out of jail free, if you shoot him, you just took one. You just took away one of the voters. They don't I, like that. I hear you, Steve, and I, I thank you for the call. You made some excellent, excellent points there. Thank you. And Steve brought up stop and frisk. I have been very consistent with uh, stop and frisk. What what what's wrong with it? What what's wrong with it? Well, Dominic, you know they're they're unfairly targeting black people and stopping black people, and they're not treating white people the same. White people get a pass, but blacks and Latinos get stopped unfairly. My response to that is, everyone should be treated the same. The police go. I'm sorry to tell you this, folks, but the police go where the crime is. I know some of you don't want to hear it. Oh, Dominic, let's pretend that the crime is not in the black community. The crime is everywhere. Perhaps it's everywhere, but where is it predominantly? And you have to answer that question candidly and honestly, even if it hurts, even if it hurts. I venture to say most reasonable people, that pay taxes, that pay taxes, not those that are pimping everybody else, not the migrants right now, though they're pimping pimping all of us as well. I'm talking about taxpayers. I venture to say most taxpayers have no problem with stop and frisk. I get a lot of calls from women from time to time, and it breaks my heart, how when they described it, they have to ride the subway at hours that, that are unbecoming, if you will, or, or unorthodox, and what they have to witness sometimes, and guys harassing them and so on. Stop and frisk. But no, no, George Floyd unfortunately loses his life 
Everyone bends over backwards. The biggest pimp out of all of this, Black Lives Matter. You know, Matt, let's let I, I, I say this, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. We need to start the uh the WABC chapter of Black Lives Matter, right? And in six months we can both go buy a mansion. And and Yeah, I know I need a mansion. And you need a mansion, I need a mansion, and you know, we we can we can pull in donations and you know, and you know, I mean, why should we be left out, right? Dom, can I get a yacht, too? <laughs> you mind? <laughs> yes, Kenneth, you can get a <laughs> Guys, thank you. L- listen, I, I see uh, Pat on Staten Island, a retired cop, is standing by. Uh, we have a lot of calls. Uh, we, go- we I see Susan in the Finger Lakes is standing by. We're going to go to Susan. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have... David in the Bronx says, I'm completely off with stop and frisk. I want to see what he has to say. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will have the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Then we're going to the Bronx, Staten Island, Stanhope, New Jersey, the Finger Lakes, Brooklyn, and David in the Bronx. W-A-B-C. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 W-A-B-C. The NYPD. Searching for an all-woman robbery crew of five wanted for New York City beatdowns of four hire drivers and a marijuana shop clerk. Authorities say the crew beat up not one but two four hire drivers, stealing an SUV from one of them and attacked a store clerk who tried to stop them from walking out with marijuana. How dare he? try to stop them from taking something that didn't belong to them. The NYPD, they'll have them in custody soon. Let's go right back to your telephone calls. Pat, a retired cop from on Staten Island. Good morning, Pat. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. How are you? I'm well. I hope you're well. I'm, I'm looking at this thing with the 64-year-old guy, and it's just so twisted because I saw the video. He's on a quiet street. So they're going to charge him with having the gun. But if he don't have the gun, he's probably dead. You know, if the guy, I remember when the, one of the 9-11 uh, attackers stabbed one of the correction officers in a federal pen in downtown Manhattan with a uh, pen through the eye and ruined the guy for life. So a pen could do a lot of damage. So if this guy didn't have the gun, the answer is he might have stabbed with the pen, beaten to death by a younger guy. So it's just like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, you know, Pat, I didn't even look at it that way. You're a thousand percent correct. And one other point I want to make with the stop and frisk. I worked in almost every neighborhood in the city, okay? We, I was a sergeant in the anti-crime unit in Coney Island. You don't just go out there and grab people. There's, there's what we call pin maps where we, have, we keep track of the crime every week and where it's happening. And where there's patterns and who's doing what. And that's what you focus on. So you're not just going into areas where everybody's innocent. You're going into where a lot of the crime's happening. And you're focusing. And when you're in a precinct, you know the players. As far as the street crime unit, they worked out of uh, Randall's Island. And they were given assignments every week. They could go to the 7-5 in East New York one week because it was a severe crime problem. You are correct. And they could, they could go to the 4 precinct. So... This isn't as random as people think. This is this is well thought out most of the time with with following trends and patterns. And and my last point, I worked in the South Bronx. I worked in Coney Island, Midtown. I finished my career on Staten Island in a, in, in a white area. And guess who we stopped all the time? White people. Right. Thank because you. They Thank were you, committing Pat. Committing the crimes in that Thank area. You. Thank you, South Pat. Bronx, so much for stating that. Thank you so much for stating that, because some of some of my listeners think that the only people that the NYPD stop are black people. And that's ridiculous. Thank you, Pat, for for making that clear. How many years did you do on the job? I did 27 years. I retired as a lieutenant and my last seven were on Staten Island. Yeah, it was slower than some of the other places. But guess what? There's crime. There was heroin on the kids. There was we stopped them all. It wasn't because they were, you know, white or black. They would have, 
they were white and they were committing crimes. When I was in the South Bronx, there really wasn't any white people to stop. There was black and Latino, and that's where you stop because that's who was committing the crimes there. You know, it's just it's just crazy how how like the city council and the state assembly thinks. And, you know, Pat, listen, I thank you for your 27 years of service to the people of New York City. And thank you for enlightening me, because with the with the 65 year old shooter, I didn't even look at the fact that whether the gun is illegal or not, if he didn't have the gun, he could have been stabbed, robbed, killed. So thank you, Pat, for that. Susan in the Finger Lakes. Good morning, Susan. What's on your mind? Hi there. Well, listen, I wanted to just get back to I think it might have been the first call um, of your program. Um, and you were discussing how I, I think this was your point of view that, you know, DeSantis w- it would have been like more appropriate and uh, positive for him tonight, not necessarily get into the presidential race. And I, start you, hey, Susan, I'm glad you used the word not necessarily. Not to say he doesn't have the choice. Of course, he has a choice, but it's not in his best interest. Please continue. Well, and just in the if he really cares about like the best interest of our our situation as a country, given that Donald Trump is already you know proven commodity at the national and international situation, but that the, the caller was making the point that um, Donald uh, that that um, uh, DeSantis. The, the, yeah, the loyalty uh, towards DeSantis uh, as because Donald Trump, you know, went way overboard to support him. And actually, the major reason that he was elected as governor, and he has done a stellar job as governor, and he owes it to the people of Florida to live out his term there and to help us as Republicans get through the 2024 presidential election. But then he says something about Haley, but Haley was a protege of Donald Trump. So to say that he said to her, yes, go, you know, if you want to run, run, that's, that's apples and oranges. It is. So, Susan, when, when you host a talk show, you can't respond to every little comment that's made. <laughs> Because some of the comments are so ridiculous and so out of left field. And I do have to move on. But, Susan, thank you for making common sense uh, to to this situation. (laughs) Thank you, Susan, in the Finger Lakes. You have a wonderful morning. Sometimes um, I let people talk. Sometimes I'll challenge you. Sometimes I won't. It doesn't mean that I agree with you. It doesn't mean that I disagree with you. I have to hear you out. So let's hear what David in the Bronx has to say. It says here on my screen, David, that you say I'm completely off with stop and frisk. Is that accurate? I I would say that's true, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning Um, to you. My issue, my issue with what you said is that, and unlike what that police officer said, who I think is putting a uh, uh, a, a sugar coating on the policy, they were stopping mostly black and Hispanic young men in certain neighborhoods. And my issue with that, and I think you should have an issue with it. Okay, wait, wait. Well, let me ask you a question, David. Tell me what's wrong with that. If they're predominantly stopping black men and black men are committing the crimes, based on the stats, what's wrong with that? All right. If you're a black man like myself who's never committed a crime or never been arrested and that happens to you, that's where you have the problem. If they're just targeting you because of your skin color, that's a problem. If they see a bulge in your back pocket, I have no problem with them stopping you. They need to have a reason other than your skin color. And that okay, okay. Wait, 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 David. Wait, 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 David. Who said skin color is the reason why they're making you stop? David, well, do, wait, 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 David, 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 David. Do you know why my son, who's now 30, why he was never allowed to dress in hood clothing? Do you know why that is? Uh, because I guess you were afraid of him being in uh, an interaction with the police in a but, negative way. Because I did not want my son, who was a good kid, to be perceived as one of these hood kids that is committing a crime. When the police are out there doing the job, right, David? And let's just say for argument's sake that there's a uh, African-American young man with a gold chain on and he's diddy bopping and he's got on a large puffy jacket 
and and it's a it, it's a relatively warm day. Are you going to tell me that's not probable cause to stop that young man? Uh, well, that's different. But a lot of the cases with just stop and frisk doesn't involve the clothing, Dominic. And, and so wait, 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 so wait, 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 wait. Okay, but you can ask me a question, but how do you know what they involve? All right. A lot of times, as far as I know, it didn't involve clothing. What they said, what they always say is, oh, I saw something that made me suspicious, and that's why I did the right, search. Right. You can say whatever you want to defend the search. But let me ask you this, Dominic, because you're a black man just like me. Have you ever had a police officer stop you when you were well-dressed and asked you to participate in a lineup like they did to me at least twice? No, 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 All right. not, not See, once. That's the thing. That, See, and that's the thing. I wasn't even in a black neighborhood, and, and I got stopped and asked if I wanted to participate in a lineup. And let me say this to anybody out there, especially if you're black, do not participate in a lineup because you could be picked out and have nothing no, to no, do with no, it. No, 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 no. I agree with you on that. Uh, you should never. Some people do it. I believe they used to pay you a couple of dollars for it. You should yeah, like never. You should something. never volunteer to be in a lineup because if the witness picks you out, you got a major problem. And so exactly. I, I wouldn't recommend that. But but David, I mean, I, I, I don't know. We're both black men, but I've I've never been, you know, uh uh told that I've got to be in a line uh, a lineup. I, I, I don't know, David. Sometimes I'm trying to figure out, to be honest with you, my friend, I'm trying to figure out the world sometimes <laughs> that some of us live in, right? I'm trying to figure out because I'm a recognizable face in New York, am I immune to what others go through in terms of, because I don't see the problem. I got to wrap this up, David. Thank you. Um, I, I don't see the problem. And and people of color that are being victimized right now, if you know what I know, you better pray for Stop and Frisk to come back, as many people are articulating. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Hello, Dominic. On Happy Friday. Friday. Happy Friday. What do you have coming up? Ask Frank anything. I am prepared to tackle questions on any subject for the next hour. We got uh, denunciations coming up. And then in the 2 a.m. hour, we're going to do a retrospective on the comedians of the Catskills, which I'm really looking forward to with uh, our friend Elliot Gordon, who's a great guy and an authority on that subject. Comedians of the Catskills. Yeah, the Borscht Belt. The Borscht Belt Comedians. Uh, have you ever been up to a comedian show in the Catskills? Yeah, I saw Catskills on Broadway, okay. which I think is kind of the same vibe. But no, not in the Catskills okay. itself. Hey, man, you're looking mighty good. Thank kind, you. Kind of GQ there. Hey, hey, I'm trying to keep up with you, man. <laughs> Frank Morano on the other side have of Have a good weekend. Coming up next, have a great weekend, folks. And you too as well, Frank.